The RBA minutes are out today. Will they add anything from the statement we got earlier in the month when they kept rates on hold? And the Bank of Japan, will they keep things on hold? There's talk of them moving out of negative interest rates sometime soon. But what's the rush? Plus, Canada's inflation numbers today. German IFO yesterday and bond yields in the US back on the rise. But so are equities. When do they give up? It's Tuesday, the 19th of December, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar has been down, then up a little overnight, but it hasn't really moved much since the start of the session. The Aussie is marginally up. It's just over 67 US cents again. The big moves have been the yen, with the uh, the US dollar up 0.6% on the yen today. The euro has climbed a quarter percent. The pound is down a third of 1%. Bond yields are climbing up four basis points for 10-year treasuries, up six for 10-year bonds in Germany and France. Aussie 10 years, well, they closed down eight basis points yesterday to 4.05%, now up closer to 4 so a nine basis point rise on futures overnight. On equities in Europe, well, it really depends which side of the English channel you're on because the Eurostoxx 50 and the DAX both down 0.6%. The FTSE 100 on the English side up 0.5%. US equities are higher, almost half a percent for the S&P at close, 0.6% for the NASDAQ. The Dow struggling to stay in the green. Utilities and real estate faring the worst energy amongst the winners, Netflix and Adobe doing particularly well. And oil is higher today, 2% up for Brent. WTI is up 1.6%. This was after a Norwegian tanker was attacked by Houthis in the Red Sea yesterday. Uh, BP has said it's temporarily pausing all its shipping through the Red Sea. Mind you, it's it's pushed Brent up. It's just over 78.50 this morning, which is where it was less than two weeks ago when it was on its way down. And let's remember, late September, we were wondering if it was going to reach 100. It wasn't far off it. So this is small bickies, I guess, compared to all of that. But bond yields up after the moves we saw uh, early last week. Nab Sky Masters is with me. She loves talking about bonds. So it's good we've got her on today. So we've got uh, 10-year treasuries getting back close to 4%. So reversing some of the falls we saw on Thursday and Friday. So is this simply a re-evaluation of the expectation for rate cuts coming from the Fed next year? Is that what's happening here? Morning, Phil. Yeah, I, I think um, it is a bit of a sort of a, a rethink or um, a, a settling a settling down after the strong you know rally that we've seen in bonds over the last um, month or so uh, you have had fed members out overnight um, Mester and Goolsby both both pushing back on market pricing of of near-term rate cuts um, so you know maybe that's weighed on the market market a little bit but it has been a night of, of limited news flow Um so I think it's just a recalibration, really, of of, um, of yields. You know, 10, ten year yields had had it. You know, down at three ninety. You know, very low when you've still got a Fed funds rate at five thirty five. And we're not seeing. I mean, the move is all in ten years, isn't it? So two years aren't really moving much at all. No, but again, I, I think that's just a, a reflection of what of the price action that we've seen to date. Um, you know, if you think about it, you know, the Fed, the FOMC meeting was, um, you know. Um, on the on the dovish side, um, um, not hawkish, as as the Fed sort of, you know, added that extra rate cut in for for next year. So you know, and pointing to the fact that maybe they're done in in tightening policy. Now, normally in that environment, you would see the yield curve steepen um, as you know, short end rates would rally more than the long end. But we actually saw the curve a little bit flatter. 
So, you know, your 10 years were rallying harder than your front end. So I, I think, you know, as I just said, I think this is the market reassessing where it's at um, and just, just pushing 10-year yields a little bit higher because they got a little bit too low based on where we are in the cycle. I saw Mark Zandi, who's the chief economist at Moody's Analytics on uh, CNBC a bit earlier, and his view was there's going to be less rate cuts than people are expecting from the Fed because they will delay a little bit later until they're absolutely certain about inflation coming down. So maybe they don't start doing anything until June. And his point, which is an interesting one, he says once you get into September, you're getting close to the general election and they won't, won't want to be getting too politicised. They will be reluctant unless they really have to. Uh, they'll avoid changing rates. So he says, you know, on that basis, they may only manage to squeeze one, possibly two in next year, which is uh, an interesting perspective. I don't disagree with him in that the markets are, you know, pricing in way too much for the Fed next year. You know, pricing is still um, a total of 140 basis points of cuts in 2024, and I think around sort of 19 basis points from, from March next year. So the market has got quite bullish on on the Fed, and, and I agree, I think the Fed – you know, rate cuts are probably coming next year, but I think the Fed will be slow um, at, at delivering them. Um, you know, I think they want to, as Mester said uh, um, overnight, um, you know, the next phase is not about when to reduce rates, even though that's where markets are at. It's about how long do we need monetary policy to remain restri restrictive to be assured that inflation is on that sustainable and timely path back to 2%. Um, so I think, you know, they'll, they'll be slower um, in, in terms of acting. Um, what they do around that US election, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a view on that. Um, yeah, problem, problem for late next year, isn't it? But look, you know, equity markets are obviously thinking the same way as well. Uh, you know, not the way Mark Zandi's talking, but the way the market is looking generally, the bond market is looking, because, I mean, you know, we're seeing six months and six weeks in a row uh, rises for the S&P. Um, and you know, the NASDAQ is up 42% so far this year. How sustainable is that? It just keeps on getting higher and higher, doesn't it? And then, you know, we had the NAHB housing market index. Uh, it went from 34 to 37. I mean, that is the third lowest uh, of the year, so it's not great. But uh, the rise has been in families intending to buy in the next six months. So presumably that is on the expectation that rates are going to come down. So if they don't come down, there's going to be a lot of people very disappointed next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, it's it's interesting. the the soft The soft data um, is you know it has been has been very weak um, all all year, reflecting uh, you know the the um, ultra um, tight policy um, and you know at, at times the. The higher oil price, but that's obviously down now. Um, and so you are starting to see this soft data, soft data turning. And, and it's interesting because normally in a cycle where you think the Fed is, has or central banks have reached the peak in terms of tightening policy and are about to start to cut, that's because growth is, you know, that's supposed to be on the expectation that growth is easing. And normally on that, in that environment, you'd see the soft data heading lower as confidence shifts down, but you're seeing the opposite at the moment. And on the NHB survey, yeah, it's it's sort of um, you know up three points still. Where is it at thirty seven? It's still well off the peak that um, we saw back in July fifty six. But it is it is starting to head higher, and part of that is is looking at um, you know in response to the declines that we've seen in the mortgage rate. Um, you know where the thirty year mortgage rate in the US is down about 
excuse me, about 80 basis points since October. Yeah, still pretty high, though, isn't it? You, you wouldn't be rushing into it. I wouldn't have thought that you really had to. Look, the, uh, the December IFO, the business climate read has gone from 87.2 to 86.4 in Germany, the third worst month of the year. Expectations have also slowed uh, from 85.1 to 84.3, which is the worst since September. So expectations troughed in the middle of the year. They picked up a little. Now they're heading back down again. Just another sign of that that uh, softness in Europe. Yeah, definitely. It is, you know, um, sort of a bit in contrast to the US. But, you know, yeah, another mm. another um, soft um, German IFO survey, sort of it's come in below expectations. If you look across the sectors, it's construction, which remains the weakest, but manufacturing is also quite soft. Um, services are down, but they're probably, you know, holding up relative to construction and manufacturing. So you're not not a great not a great um, set of numbers out of out of Europe overnight, and not bad numbers from uh, New Zealand. So Q4 consumer confidence at 88.9, up from 80.2. Uh, but the business in New Zealand PSI, the Performance of Services Index, has gone up slightly from 49.2 to 51.2. So it's you know back in expansion territory, which is good news. The highest employment since uh, middle of the year, I think. The highest supplier delivery since March. Uh, but, you know, at 51.2, the longer on average is 53.5. So it's still below that. And also how sustainable is it? Because there's been quite a tick up in inventories. So not terrific news generally. Mixed, I guess, is the, the, the is where that's sitting. We get the balance of trade numbers for New Zealand today as well and their business confidence number. But perhaps more importantly today, the RBA minutes. Are they going to tell us any more about what to expect next year? Because, I mean, they held rates on, on a steady on the 5th of December, of course. They're quite non-committal beyond that in the statement that came out. Are we going to get anything more in the minutes? Yeah, look, I, I don't think I don't think we are. Um, you know, I, there have been times where the minutes have, have provided a little bit more guidance or slightly different guidance to, to the statement. Um, but I'm not sure that the minutes are going to really shift the dial in terms of um, market pricing for, for the RBA. Um so you know, I, I, I yeah, mm. I don't, I don't think they're going to be a, a market mover. It'd be great if they gave us a little bit more guidance on, um, a clearer guidance on, on the RBA thinking, um, and and what they may or may not do early next year. But but I fear that they won't. Yeah, they're not. They're not going. They that's won't. A, that's no. a very long way of saying no, isn't it? But you know, in in, in, no, in, in well, that was central, <laughs> a central bank way of saying no because I mean, you know, look, looking at the statement, the board remains resolute in its determination to return inflation to target and will do what is necessary to achieve that outcome. You know, cal surprise. You know, it's, it's all just words to fill in the uh, to fill in the statement, isn't it? Uh, so probably more of that today is what you're saying. So we also get the Bank of Japan. So will they surprise us, or will they at the very least? I think don't think anyone's expecting them to to lift rates but will they provide more of a plan or do they need to i mean you know their inflation isn't exactly getting out of control and perhaps the bigger concern they've got is that if we carried on seeing uh, us rates continuing to increase what that would do for for example uh, for the currency but if the us is coming down and their inflation is controlled is there any real, you know, is there any rush for the Bank of Japan? Yeah, look, they surprised everyone this time last year. So there's always there's always a risk of, <laughs> of, of a repeat. But the consensus view is, is that the BOJ will will um, 
do nothing nothing today um and that you know while while the expectations are that they do need to exit from um their negative interest rate policy um the you know the the ingredients for that to happen aren't quite there yet um principally with respect Mm. to wages so so the general consensus view is is that sort of march April next year will be the time when when the BOJ starts to to shift shift policy. Um, so, you know, nothing real, no expectations to of anything to come out um, of the decision today. Um, and you know, I guess ahead of that, the yen is is softening. Um, I guess reflecting that that expectation. You're not making it sound like a very exciting day today where very much is oh, going to happen. Sorry, but, <laughs> that's all right. And we're not going to get very much, I don't think, from housing permits and housing starts from the US. Actually, so uh, Canada's CPI, I mean, that's going to be interesting. Again, softer is the expectation. Always good to see inflation come down. I mean, their core rate is at 3.6% year on year. So, um, I mean, you know, maybe there'll be a bit of movement if that uh, if that surprises in either direction. You know, I, I think in terms of, in terms of of, um, you know, the outlook for this week. I mean, there's always the possibility of a surprise, isn't there, from the RBA minutes today, from from the BOJ today. Um, but, you know, I think we've, we've seen a lot of movement in, in um, markets of late, particularly um, particularly bond, bond yields. So, you know, a, a period of, of, um, of consolidation into Christmas nice. might be quite a good thing, I, I would <laughs> exactly. suggest. Give us a chance to all catch up. Absolutely. Well, look, talking about Christmas, have a great one. I'll uh, I'll talk to you early in the new year. You too. Thanks, Phil. And that's it for today. That's the morning call from NAB. I'm Phil Dobby. We are back again tomorrow morning. I'll see you then.